What's up, everybody? You and I are tuned into the So Dope Podcast, and I'm your host, Alex Chadwick. What's happening? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. So check it out. Check it out. I'm finally getting into some of these things that I want to talk about. I told y'all I wanted to talk a little bit more about relationships and spirituality and things like that. And I've been trying to take a break away from the politics and all the crazy stuff that's truly going on in the world. Don't get me wrong. I will be giving y'all some of that. But I do want to, you know, when I when I and I got a notebook full of just ideas and, um, you know, some things that I've journaled. When I think about what do I want to bring to this platform? What do I want to talk about? when it comes to this podcast. And a lot of times I've done some deep self-reflection and I've taken things from um, my experience, from past experiences, uh, current experiences and experiences from other people, you know, a perspective from other people as well. Um, But today's show is about relationships um, and particularly what's the biggest red flag, uh, you know, in your marriage or your relationship that will probably cause it to end or be unbearable or uncomfortable. Right now, this is me reflecting on myself. Um, and this is confessions from an ex marriage. Uh, I am one, I am, um, I'm, you know, I'm now remarried, but I used to, you know, I, I, I was married many years ago. Um, and end up getting divorced. So this, this, what I'm talking about here is some self-reflection from myself and how I saw myself in that relationship and ultimately why it ended. Um, when I was married, when I was the, when I finally got divorced, um, in that particular relationship, uh, for my ex-wife, it was, it was interesting because when I was in the military, um, there was some people, you know, I, I had some, some, we call them troops, basically, or subordinates or, or, or people that I supervised or managed. And I had a couple young um, service members who, you know, usually service members, depending on where they at, they get married, you know, they get married real fast. Uh, you know, we don't, you know, they don't play when they come to that marriage stuff. So, um, but I had two young service members that were underneath my uh, command, per se, and they got married. And they were young, real young. I mean, I'm talking about like 19, maybe 20. And they got, you know, these two people got married. And um, these are two separate relationships, by the way. And I'm trying to preface this conversation um, because as I'm going and I'm taking notes about what I want to talk about today, about this particularly, I thought about this uh, particular um, uh, encounter with them. And, you know, I was talking for one of them. I was talking about my ex-wife and, and the relationship that I had, my, my, you know, my ex-marriage and this, that, and the other. And, you know, and one of the things that I would always say is I knew that me and this woman should have never got married. Right. And I remember uh, this particular person looked at me and said, how did you know, Sergeant Jones? How did you know? And the first thing that, that, that came out of my mouth was I'm never, this was years ago is that, man, I was selfish, right? There was a lot of selfishness in the relationship. Um, and whether, you know, and, and this, this, the, the, the point of me doing the show is for people to self-reflect within themselves, like where the selfishness show up. And in my own personal experience, in my own experience, um, I believe that this is one of the biggest red flags, 
uh, in a marriage or a relationship that can cause it to end and or be very unbearable or uncomfortable. So um, for me, it was selfishness. You know, I was young um, at the time. My ex-wife, she was like nine years older than me. You know, she wanted to settle down and all this stuff. And I pretty much played house. And, um, you know, out of all the arguing, the jealousy and all that stuff. And, 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 and a lot of it was caused by me. You know what I mean? I caused a lot of that because I was so selfish. And let me give you a good example of that. Um, you know, when I was when I was married to my ex-wife, I did not consider her feelings whatsoever. Um, it really was all about me um, at that time. Like, you know, if I wanted to do something, I just got up and did it. Right. If I wanted to talk to someone, if I wanted to go somewhere, it didn't matter what it was. I I never considered her feelings about anything. And I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm mature enough right now to tell someone that experience is, you know, yeah, that was me. I learned, I learned from that. I learned about some valuable lessons from it. Right. But I was so selfish and that everything was about me, 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 me. And it, it, it definitely was detrimental. It hurt the relationship more than anything. Um, you know, that doesn't exclude her own personal, uh, problems with me as far as like her jealousy or, um, her insecurities as well, um, which at times I contributed to, you know, that's, that's, that's not a secret about that, but mainly selfishness is what to me, it's a red freaking flag. I mean, when I say red flag, it is a red flag. And this is me telling y'all based on my own personal experiences. Right. So what I did was I sat and I, you know, I wrote some notes and I thought to myself, there's got to be somebody else talking and saying things about this. Right. So I went on the Internet and I'm just like, you know, what are other people saying about uh, selfishness? Right. So I, I started to do go through these articles and I started to look at some of the things people were saying. And I started to do this self evaluation, this self examination on myself. Right. Um, based on my ex marriage. And, and what I realized is I was like 95 percent of all the things that people are talking about on the Internet when I was in this relationship. But selfishness is is very degrading to a relationship. Right. And And here's the thing about about that, like. People normally see the other person. They, they they normally under they normally recognize when either themselves or not even themselves, but when another person, their spouse, husband, a wife, girlfriend, a boyfriend, or whatever, when they are being selfish, they recognize it. They may try to address it, but some people just decide to just sit in it. They don't even they don't. It's like, well, I can't leave. This person is just way too selfish. But I'm telling you from my own experience, if is not addressed if it is not corrected, right? Addressing it is one thing, but if it's not corrected, I guarantee you, you have a choice, but your 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 marriage is gonna be, I'm sorry, your marriage or your relationship is either gonna be uh unbearable and very uncomfortable or it's eventually gonna end if it keeps up. That, you know, that's just based on my own experience. You know, I have a healthy assumption that the end or or being uncomfortable is inevitable. When you're dealing with somebody that's selfish, because I was one of them. So I found an article that relates to me and I want to kind of highlight some of these things. Um, and, and and constantly I was raising my hand every time I looked at one. I was like, yep, that's me. That, that That's me. That uh, that that was me. Not now. I mean, and before I begin this, I want to kind of preface that because, you know, I think we all have some selfish tendencies in some ways, depending on what it is. But what I learned from that is that 
of course, I can't be selfish. I have to consider another person. So when I met my current wife um, and we got married, you know, or we got together and we eventually, of course, got married. But when we got in a relationship, I, I, I learned because of the person that she was. Um, she set the boundaries for me out the gate. And, I, and I'm going to do another show about setting boundaries. But she, without even having to vocalize this in a extreme way or a boastful way, she set the, she set the tone, you know, and she set these expectations for me that she didn't have to write them down. She didn't have to really say much, but it was her behavior towards me, her attitude towards me. And I was like, you know what? She demands respect. She deserves respect. But it made me want to consider her feelings. It made me, you know, because I cared about it that much. I never want, you know, the biggest thing was because I cared about her, because I care about my wife so much and, and not wanting to see her hurt about anything that I've done, you know, it took away my an immense part of me being selfish in a relationship. I mean, extremely every relationship I've been in before this, I've been extremely selfish and that's been very toxic and harmful. Um, so I kind of want to preface this conversation because I might slip up and say, yep, that's me, but that's not me right now. Um, hopefully I can have my wife on the show. It's like pulling shark teeth to get her on the podcast so we can talk about some of this stuff. But anyways, um, I went through some articles and I seen a few things of what people were saying. And I, I was thinking to myself like, man, like, I sure had a lot in common with a lot of these things that they're saying right now. Right. So, um, you know, they, I think it's like 13 reasons. Um, one of these things, uh, the first one, the very first one is if it's not your way, it's the highway. Let me tell you something. When I was married to my ex-wife, I was a hundred percent this way. It was like, either I say it, it goes my way. Either I want to do it. It goes my way. Or you can, you can go do some, you know, you can go, what do they say? Kick sand pound dirt or something like that that's that was my attitude you know what i mean it was like it was my way or the highway right um and 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 sometimes like you know you have to be willing to forego your own happiness and give up something to make the other person happy and doing my doing my marriage i was uh, doing my ex ex marriage i was not doing it so if you got a person who's not willing to forego their own happiness to make you happy at some point, you know, if they're consistently not considering that, then that's a red flag. Right now, this can build some serious resentment in the relationship. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, even me being the selfish person, I had resentment. You know, um, the, the the number two thing they said, you think you are always right. Um, I didn't really relate to this one. <laughs> I did, but I was, I was, I, I knew I was wrong, but I continued to do, I continued to be a certain way, even though I knew I was wrong. Right. Even though I knew I was wrong, I never thought, oh, I'm right. You're wrong. It was like, well, let me back that up. I'm lying. There was many times when I felt like I was always right because I felt like I had nothing to, um, like, I felt like I had nothing to prove, like, why well, I got to jump through hoops or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, the problem is with you. I'm the one that's always right. And, and essentially, when it, when you bog down to it, that wasn't necessarily the case. Um, the third one, they say you value you never value your partner's opinion. Um, I've been guilty of that. You know, there's not a doubt in my mind that I have been guilty of that. Um, the number the number one, uh, not the number one, I'm skipping four because 
I don't really care about that one. But number five, it says it is your partner who apologizes after a fight. Now, this right here is something. And I'll tell you how much pride I take in it. But when I was in my ex marriage, uh, my previous marriage, um, we didn't apologize per se much we did a lot of arguing and fighting but but it wasn't it was like it just kind of went away you know it wasn't a lot of apologies you know there was seldom apologies but if we argued or anything like that or we were at odds with each other we didn't really apologize we never apologized like that was not a it was not a thing for us in my in my previous marriage we just kind of let it die out you know kind of reconcile a little bit and then keep going we never addressed it to the point to where we got to apologies most of the time but now you know here in my current marriage we have this un you know it's like an unwritten rule um and it just naturally happens for us is if we we got some contention with each other or um we having something where she may be mad at me i'm mad at her or whatever you know usually five or ten minutes if someone has harmed the other, we are usually apologizing for it. Um, and we are talking to get an understanding of what happened. Um, we're talking to get an understanding of what happened, why it happened, um, and who was hurting it, you know? So we have no problem with saying like, Hey, you know, like, babe, you said this, um, you know, I really didn't, I didn't appreciate that, you know, and this is the way it made me feel. So the unwritten rule is like, we don't stay mad long, five, maybe 10 minutes, but we, we, you know, we, you know, it's almost like naturally we decide that we're not about to be sitting up here pouting and arguing with each other about stupid, petty stuff. Right. Or being mad with each other beyond what we need to uh, be um, triggered with our emotions about. Like, it doesn't have to go that far. So, you know, I take a lot of pride in that um, in, in this in this marriage that I'm in right now with me and my wife. Like we really take some time to process our feelings. Um, and we talk about the things, and we, we're just up front, very blunt, you know, and there, there are times when I may say something or do something that she doesn't like, and she might say something or do something that I don't like, but we make sure that we reconcile what it is that we don't like or something that we misunderstood or something that was miscommunicated. That's important, right? Um, so, you know, it's inevitable. You're going to, you're going to, you know, you're going to fight, you're going to argue, whatever, you're going to disagree, but you got to come to, um, you both got to be willing to come to the table because if not, you know, at some point there becomes this emotional manipulation with that. So I think if you got two balanced, uh, mature people that can actually um, compromise and come to the table, that's even more the better. Um, so number six says you are always trying to take control. I think I'm a little guilty of that right now. I think because of my pessimism, you know, so like if like, for example, if I don't know. I, I just have, I, I, I get that from my dad as well. You know what I mean? Like I always want to like, you know, like, okay, we're going to do it this way. or We're going to do it that way. You know, I can be a little bit of a control freak. I'm not going to lie about that. Um, but my wife it has no problem telling me, dude, you need to chill. You know what I mean? So some things I do, I do find myself to being a little bit of a control freak, even currently, you know what I mean? Um, even currently, um, Number eight, number eight, I'm going to skip number seven. I'm going to go to number eight. It says you guilt trip your partner frequently. Boy, did I ever do this in my last uh, marriage? Boy, did I ever do this in my last marriage? I mean, that is a red flag when someone is always, always guilt tripping the person, the, your partner. You know what I mean? That's a clear sign of psychological manipulation and coercion, period. 
You know, this is something that's a tactic that is very abusive. I mean, it's extremely abusive. You know, when you guilt trip your partner, like, you know what I mean? Like this would have never happened if you didn't do this or you ain't nothing without me or you ain't never going to find somebody else without me. You know, all this happens because of you, you know, like a lot of guilt tripping. You know, I am the way I am because of you. I have been extremely guilty of that in my last marriage. I can't play that game right now. <laughs> I can't do that because I've matured. I've learned that first marriage, man. That was like, like, like hell in a Petri dish. Right. And I learned a lot from that experiment. I really, really did. You know, my wife tells me sometimes that she don't think we could ever be, could ever been together, be married. If I didn't have been, if I wasn't married the first time, because I've learned so much, I've matured, you know, I've aged and, 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 I don't think I've ever gave my wife, my current wife, a guilt trip about anything. I just don't think she might say otherwise. I don't know. But I just don't think I don't think she deserves that. You know what I mean? I don't think she deserves that. And I don't think I've ever pulled that pulled that trip on her ever. Um, Let's see. I'm going to skip nine. Um, I'm going to skip 10. Uh, Number 11. You have trust issues. Right. So you're selfish. And you know it, I've been guilty of that in my ex-marriage. Confessions of an ex-marriage, right? Of an ex-husband, basically. I was selfish and I knew it, you know? I couldn't trust my partner for my happiness because, uh, you know, I, I would have to come to believe that it is only me, you know, who can achieve happiness for myself. But I have trust issues. Even though she didn't trust me for, for, for a million reasons, I had trust issues as well. You know, trust issues like what does that look like when I talked about, you know, people that are selfish that want to be in control of everything? You know, like sometimes I look at like trust issues like, you know, when my ex in my last marriage, my wife, she want to look through my phone. She want to ask me where I've been, why I ain't moved, you know, why I didn't come home at this time? Why am I working late? Like it was just controlling every aspect of my life because she had trust issues about a lot of things, you know, and Everybody is subject to that at some point. Right now, in my current marriage, we there's no. Well, we got to have a joint social media account. I got to look through your phone. Da, 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 da. We don't do that. Like my wife considers it very immature. Right. Unless you unless you give someone a really good reason to do that, there should be no reason why you do that. Like a lot of people bring that baggage into from a past relationship into a previous relationship. They really do that. You see what I'm saying? Like some people actually bring that in, like whatever has happened. And it's understandable. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it shouldn't happen. But people come from previous relationships where they've been cheated on. They've been abused or whatever. And they have those trust issues. So they bring them into the into that current relationship. Right. They bring them into that current relationship. And it just kind of like that bag is just kind of weighs heavy on the next partner. You know, it's not fair, um, but it is a it is a it is a trigger or a symptom of whatever trauma that person has dealt with. Right. So having even the, self, the selfish person has trust issues, the person is being abused by that person's selfishness has trust issues. Um, and it's something that you really have to explore and you really, really have to address, you know. Um, but thank God that me and my wife don't have trust issues like I, I, I can't stress this enough how blessed I am. Um, because when I met her, I decided I was going to be, you know, just try to do things the right way as much as I can, you know, be honest with myself, have integrity with myself, 
you know, have integrity with myself. That was the biggest thing. Like, Alex, no matter what, have integrity within yourself, because if you have integrity within yourself, it's going to bleed over into your relationship. So we don't have um, trust issues, per se. Um, let's see. Uh, this this one goes number 12 goes into uh, guilt trip and it says you feel you're a better deal for your partner. Right. Um, I don't think I felt that way with my with my ex-wife but i think she felt that way about towards me like she felt like i was the better the, like she felt like she was the better deal for me like there was nothing else better than her for me right um number 13 you don't bring anything to the relationship right now when we when i say anything i don't want y'all to go and start thinking about oh you must mean money you know or or whatever to be honest sometimes sometimes it just takes spending time with people. Right. But ultimately this means that you don't bring anything in relationship is you don't put any effort into the relationship. Right. All you do is complain about it and have these unrealistic expectations, but you don't bring anything to the relationship, anything. Right. So you're very inconsiderate towards your partner. And I was like that in my ex-marriage, right? And my plans that I had, they, they mostly re revolved around my own interests and my own likes. So when I was married, I was, you know, at the time I was doing a lot of music and I was just starting to really bubble into my little, you know, my little, my little side music career and everything. And everything that I wanted to do revolved around my own interests and my own likes, right? And it was never really a compromise, never really a compromise. So, you know, I bought something to the relationship, but I made it one sided, basically. So evaluate, like, is your partner bringing something to the relationship? And if that is, what is that? You might need to write that down on a piece of paper, you know, like write that down so you can actually see that in front of you. Because if you can't answer that question, if there's nothing of value that that person brings to your relationship, again, your relationship or your marriage is probably going to end or it's probably going to be unbearable or uncomfortable until somebody decides that that's going to change. Right now, selfishness, it, it destroys relationships in so many ways. You know what I mean? Like with my ex-wife, I know for a fact that she felt unloved and she felt uncared for. I knew I knew that not only by the way she told me, but just because I knew I was <laughs> I knew how much of an asshole I was and, and, and the stuff, the kind of behavior I was doing, even though she told me I knew it. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and, 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 and she started harboring resentment towards me, but what she eventually found out is that I was harboring, harboring resentment towards her as well. Because for me, being as selfish as I was, I felt like everything that she wanted was contradictory to, to what I was doing and what I wanted. And I felt like she was slowing my life down. Like it was all her fault. Right. So I built resentment towards her. And of course, she built resentment towards me because of my selfishness. Right. Um, it, you know, you can also see these red flags and, you, 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 you know, when you see it starts to destroy your relationship, you're going to start seeing the fights in your relationship starts to increase. Right. When someone is unhappy in a the relationship, they start to project this, you know, their unhappiness in the form of arguments. This is a true fact. I, I'm 100 percent. I've experienced this. Right. And there'll be times when when your when your partner, you know, husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, they're going to start picking fights with you because they are not satisfied. You know, they're not satisfied with how you treat them. Right. And vice versa. So this is a real interesting thing. 
You know, the, the, the fights are going to increase. I'm going to tell you all something, man. When I, I remember this one time, this is when I knew that my marriage was completely over. My ex-marriage, of course. I remember we was doing all this stuff I'm talking about. You know, it was like a constant daily thing for us to be, you know, to argue and fight, disagree, you know, yelling, screaming at each other, uh, all these distrust issues, my selfishness, all this stuff. And at one time, I'm never going to forget this. You know, uh, we were, you know, me and my wife were, my ex-wife were, were in the bathroom. We we're getting ready for bed and uh, brushing our teeth and, you know, just kind of doing regular night stuff to get ready for bed. And there wasn't, I'm pretty sure we had an argument that day of something and we wasn't, we was beefing basically. And I remember her sitting on the toilet in the bathroom as I'm sitting there looking in the mirror, brushing my teeth. And, um, she just sat there and she was crying and she said these words, this is when I knew when she said this, I was like, this is over. I'm just waiting for it to just be over. She said this to me. She said, Alex, I'm not happy anymore. When she said that, I was like, oh, man, this this is it. This is inevitable. Anytime a woman tells you that she is not happy, she might she's probably going to try. She's probably going to put some effort into trying to work things out. But that is the that is the nail in the coffin. And when she said it, I knew I knew it was over. I was like, wow, like, OK, here we go. Right. We had been all this turmoil, all this conflict, all this contention in it. Boom. It's like. I'm not happy anymore. And she's probably been felt like that. But when she finally verbalized it in a real way, I knew it was over. Right. I knew it was over. Um, you know, and then and then and then it goes into, you know, you you know, you being so selfish, your partner eventually starts to talk to you about how things aren't working out. And because you're so selfish, you can't even realize that you've been you've been doing things wrong. Right. I mean, there were times when, you know, my my ex-wife, you know, towards the end, she was, you know, talk about how things wasn't working out. You know, she would point out some of the things that I was doing, you know, and that that this is just not working out. It's just not. And I didn't listen to her. Right. Because I thought that everything that was happening, a lot of things that were happening were due to her. Um, So, you know, it was abusive, man. It was harmful. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if you really want your relationship to work out. Um, you know, you got to take some time to actually show your partner that you care. That's that's super important. You got to take the time out in the marriage that I'm in right now. Oh, man, I enjoy it. It's not even it's not no uh, what do you call that? This is not a chore for me. This is not a, a particular job or duty or task that I feel like I have to do. The truth is I enjoy being affectionate with my wife. I enjoy telling her that I love her. I enjoy doing things for her. Depending on what it is, right? <laughs> I just enjoy, um, I enjoy this woman as a companion in my life. Like I do things to show her that I really care about her and that she never has to worry about whether or not I care about her. You know, and for some people that might take a little bit more work than others, right? Now here's the ultimate. Here, well, yeah. Here's here's one of the ultimates and I'll get into the ultimate here, the inevitable. But your partner or, or the or your partner, whoever the person is on the other side of this abusive selfishness, finds someone else. Right now, you know, you this is like a pathway to hell. Right. And once you go down this road, 
a lot of times there is no way to get back. There is no way to get back for when your partner finds someone else. Right. So you if all this stuff that you're doing as a selfish person or your partner's doing as a selfish person. Eventually, it can get to this point. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some people, men and women who try to stay. They try to work it out. They try to do the things that they got to do to 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 reconcile that relationship. Right. But once that person or the other person, the other partner finds someone else, it is hard to turn away from that. And being a selfish person, you go into some of those things that I mentioned earlier. Right. You start to guilt trip the person. You start to guilt trip them, make them feel, you know, like like everything is their fault, you know, and they may have found something happy on the other side by 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 being in another relationship. Right. But here's the ultimate end, though. And I'll and I'll and I'll, I'll try to conclude here is that relationship ultimately comes to an end. Right. When your partner can't take any more your bullshit. Right. When they can't take that anymore, they were in the relationship. Right. And what are, are, are you are you in the moment? And one of those arguments that y'all get into is just gets too heated and you in the relationship because of your obvious ego issues. Right. Think about that. I, I mean, I don't know how many times because I was so selfish and we got into arguments, me and my ex-wife and I have threatened that I'm gone. I'm left. You know, I leave and I'll go away and I'll stay away for a day or whatever. Right. No matter what the reason, the relationship just might come to an ugly end. Um, sometimes it's not so civil. It's not so calm. <clears throat> you know, it's not so pretty and beautiful. The ending isn't. So, you know, I bring this as, you know, this is a show. This is these things that I'm talking about. Again, I cannot talk about. I don't want to sit up here like I'm a doctor or some psychologist or something where I'm just, you know, reading off talking points. Because, you know, I think that's what people need. You know, that's what life coaches do. Right. And I don't know how life coaches are trained, you know, but I don't know how often life coaches reflect on their own lives. For me, I'm not a life coach. I'm not a doctor. Right. However, I'm a real person. So anything that I talk about on this platform, I like to give a personal perspective about it. Right. And this was one of those things that I that I knew for myself. I always, I, I, you know, I had it in my podcast notebook of ideas, you know, just notes of things that I wanted to talk about and relationships is one of them. And this is one of those aspects that, uh, one of those characteristics that I harbored in my last relationship that I think was a huge red flag. It was extremely abusive. And I think it definitely contributed to the, the, the marriage and the relationship ending, uh, the way that it did. So, um, don't don't this is not me trying to be a doctor or life coach and and giving y'all advice. I'm just giving y'all my experience and my perspective. So <clears throat> in the case of <laughs> that, you may see some of these characteristics or you have heard something today that you have um, that you've seen or heard of experienced in your particular relationship. I'm telling you right now, selfishness is one of the biggest red flags in your marriage or your relationships that will ultimately end it or will make it unbearable or uncomfortable. So thank y'all for tuning into this, um, to this particular broadcast. And, um, I just want to say if you have, uh, if you on, if you're a regular listener, whoever you are, wherever you are, please review, uh, uh, go ahead and like subscribe to this show. 
And if you are on a platform that allows you to do a review, please, I'm asking y'all, I would appreciate it. Just take, you know, 120 seconds and give me a review on the platform that you're at. Um, I really appreciate all the listeners from across the world. Every time I open up my dashboard and look at my analytics and I see that people are listening from all over the world. Um, I'm really appreciative of that. This is not, if you've noticed, if you've been hanging with me since episode one, which by the way, if you are a new listener, you can go to any of my episodes. I don't think I've done any series yet. So, um, are multiple parts of, of, of podcasts. So you can literally start at episode one, listen and, and really get some, some, some good value in any episode that I've done between now and episode 60. So don't think that just because you started here that you can't go back, please. I encourage you to go back, listen to these episodes. Um, I want you to like it, subscribe, please write a review. I would really appreciate that. Um, so thank y'all for tuning in. Um, and normally I do something. I was doing something real cool at the end of my shows. Um, when I would have this, you know, I have this, this mantra and I haven't been doing it, uh, but maybe I'll do it the next episode. So anyways, I hope y'all have a great weekend. Um, everybody stay safe and healthy. And um, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Soul Dope Podcast. Peace. <laughs>